Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Make It Plain. Make It Plain. M.I.P. With Masamela Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Plain. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, you've undoubtedly heard the very unfortunate news that the U.S. Department of Justice is no longer pursuing an investigation or reopening, shall we say, doing any more looking into the Emmett Till case, which occurred in 1955, as we all know. And it was the case uh, that sparked what was known as the modern civil rights movement. He was uh, Trayvon Martin and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd before any of those people were ever born. Here now, a good friend, one who I've been in close contact with over the years, who's been working hard to continue for us to fight for justice and to uphold and uplift the memory of her cousin, Emmett Till, the founder of the Emmett Till Legacy Foundation, cousin Deborah Watts. Deborah, God bless you. Welcome to Make It Plain. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an uh, honor to be here and and I'm, I'm hanging in here day yeah. at a time, but um, the mountains are high. <laughs> I'll put yeah. it like that. No, but thank course. you. Of, of course they are. And I just want to, first of all, say how much I uh, admire and appreciate your vigilance. Uh, you've not stopped. Um, you know, even though this case was many, many years ago, you've continued to um, fight for justice. But so first of all, let's deal with this DOJ decision, because your your take on it is 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 very interesting. So to be clear, um, the DOJ was investigating whether or not uh, what Timothy Tyson wrote in his book or what he reported um, was that the uh, uh, Carolyn Bryant, I believe her name was, whether or not she recanted, she allegedly told him, right, that she lied about Emmett Till whistling at her, correct? That's that's what they were looking into. Yes, yes. Among other things uh, that were written in his book that came out in 2017, And what's interesting about that, too, he actually spoke with her in about uh, 2007. So 10 years, that was a, you know, an occurrence that happened uh, 10 years before his book was released. And so the Justice Department said they could not find um, enough evidence um, to prove 
that she actually said she recanted right right yeah um and then she came out later and said that she actually didn't recant that 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 was not true what timothy tyson has reported was actually not accurate correct that's correct one of her, the relatives that had accompanied her to the meeting and i believe they had a couple of meetings uh said that she's sticking to the lie that she told in 1955 so she did not recant um and according to the relative and so that's that it that one i guess incident is what um spurred the department of justice to take another look at emmett's case mm-hmm. um there are a lot of other things too they should be looking at i in my opinion but um that was one of the things and we were encouraged you know by their uh, ability you know to do maybe a more vigorous investigation looking at memoirs that she uh was writing that uh, timothy tyson i believe helped to edit some of those and um the interesting thing about that too is her memoirs weren't due to be published until 2036 um and as i understand the title of those memoirs were is called more than a wolf whistle more than a wolf whistle so Mm. to me those two things i believe are what spurred the fbi and the doj excuse me to uh to re-examine emmett's case because you know it's a cold case so uh, it's a cold, uh, unsolved murder case, and those don't close. So, but their investigation is what they reported would be closing when they weren't able to determine from Timothy Tyson's um, uh, report that she recanted. Um, they weren't able to 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 re, I guess to determine if that was true, and so they felt they couldn't move further with with their investigation. So wait a minute, 2036, how old is she? I believe she's in her mid 80s right now or late 80s. And so, this was uh, say 10, you know, this was maybe 13 years before. So, so, so is the agenda, the plan to release her memoirs when she's gone? Is that, if it's 2036, that has to be, right? I would imagine, you know, I wasn't there. I wish I could ask her those questions, but... I would imagine that that, you know, that's particularly with the title of that book or the title of her memoirs, More Than a Wolf Whistle, and with her never having any public comments, you know, to anyone about her involvement in Emmett's murder and kidnapping. And uh, so I, I would imagine that, you know, this was her opportunity to maybe identify her, you know, what her perspective was. I don't know. I wish I was in her head, but unfortunately I'm not. And her family was accompanying her. And so obviously they have um, access, you know, to to what her thoughts and her feelings were. And so does Timothy. At least Timothy uh, indicated that he did. But he, I think, added some things. According to him, he's standing by what um, Carolyn told him. So I hope that someone has another opportunity to speak with him about that, too. Um, well, I hope so, too. It, it just full disclosure, folks, we, we're trying to reach uh, Dr. Tyson. Um, yes. uh, we'll keep him in prayer. He has been dealing with some health issues, and it's probably uh-huh. why he's not available. So we want to okay. keep him in prayer. And as soon as he is available, uh, we will follow up with him. Uh, Tim Tyson is not the type of person to, to put that out there yeah. um, and it not be true. That's just not 
that's not his history. That's not how he operates. But be that as it may, uh, somebody's lying. Um, <laughs> and we know the original lie was what she accused Emmett Till of in the first place. Now, walk us through, because there's this, this Justice Department, Federal Justice Department, but then the Mississippi Attorney General is supposed to be looking into this too. Where, where is that? Well, you know, we are, um, as we've been demanding all along uh, after the Justice Department decided to reinvestigate the case, um, we were actually demanding that they respond um, because it was 2017 when they started reinvestigating. And <clears throat> now it's 2021. So it's been four years or so. Uh, that's a long time, you know. Um, and so we've been expecting that both uh, jurisdictions, both organizations would be vigorously investigating uh, this murder and any known living accomplices that would be could be held accountable. So we've always been looking for truth, justice and accountability. And our demands and our petition were asking for at the top level of our government and our law enforcement agencies to look into it, along with the, the local uh, officials there in Mississippi, that would be the Attorney General Lynn Fitch, along with uh, the DA Dwayne Richardson. Is there an active investigation or reinvestigation going on in Mississippi? I would, um, I you know, I can't speak um, specifically to where they are with that right now, but uh, those were those are definitely our demands: is that they continue to investigate. They look at um, Carolyn Bryant Donham as being culpable in the kidnapping and murder of Emmett Lewis Till. Those are our demands. And so we'll continue with those demands until we hear anything uh, that's that's different about where they are with the case and if they are continuing their investigation. You know, when an investigation is ongoing, you typically don't get um, any updates until they're, they're, they've concluded. And so uh, we've not... Uh, we are just praying and hoping, you know, that Mississippi is going to right the wrongs. They're going to uh, take a look at what the injustices have, have already occurred about the farce of a, of a of a trial that was held. And then also um, just reminding everyone in 27, uh, 2007, uh, the case was re the case was actually reopened in 2004. Initially, they exhumed Emmett's body in 2005. And then um, the evidence that was was gathered at that time by an FBI investigator and others uh, were presented to a grand jury um, with um, being led by a DA by the name of Joyce. I believe her name is Joyce Childs and Joyce Childs uh, presented that information. And I don't know exactly what that was she presented, but they decided there was no true bill. So there was no one that was um, brought to to a trial. There was no one indicted. So that tells me that the case is still uh, active in Mississippi because it, it is in their jurisdiction. Interesting. More MIP after this message. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save money on your insurance? 
Of course you would. After all, who wouldn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all of the things in your life, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condo, or renters coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And choosing to switch to GEICO becomes an easy choice. Switch to Today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save. When we were talking on the phone tonight, you made a, a, a very significant and, and, and significant argument that both the federal justice department the doj and mississippi should not stop with 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 investigation of carolyn bryant because even if there's discrepancy as to whether or not she recanted it is still a matter of fact that she reported what emmett did which resulted in his kidnapping and lynching so therefore, she would be an accomplice, would she not? Yes, she's at least culpable. And you know, and from a uh, from the experts that I've spoke with, those are the terms that they use. And so, you know, I'm a family member. I'm I'm justice seeking, and I have to rely on those that know more than me. I did not go to law school, but those are the words that they're using, and I'm echoing those words. Um, Carolyn Bryant had some involvement. And so why are we not addressing that? And I, I appreciate the FBI reopening that case that gave us hope, but I really had hoped that they would look deeper, uh, broader, and directly at Carolyn Bryant's involvement. Mm-hmm. Um, she spoke in 1955 uh, to a judge, not in front of a jury. Uh, there was a warrant for her arrest that was never served. So there's so many elements around Carolyn Bryant that that tell me tells me that we've not addressed her involvement specifically. Um, so I, I think that there's an opportunity for that. And those are things that I'm hopeful for. Uh, those are things I'm expecting that um, the Department of Justice may take another look at it. You know, it can be reopened um, and they can and I would hope that they would take a look at Carolyn Bryant more closely before it's too late. You know, um, cases close officially when potential suspects or perpetrators are dead. Carolyn Bryant is alive. And so we do have an opportunity. We're not going to stop, Mark, until we uh, at least get have some attention, uh, some accountability, an answer to the accountability of what Carolyn Bryant's role was. And we know what that role was. So, um, Emmett had to be identified, you know, that night. And there was a woman that identified him. Uh, Witnesses um, have spoke about that. Mose Wright, who identified the two murderers who came into his home, uh, spoke about a woman that identified him. And I think the other investigations that took place between 2004 and 2006 indicate her involvement. So I don't have access to the transcripts of that trial, which I, I hope I, I can get my hands on them. And our um, 
<clears throat> our attorneys or our representation, we, we're asking you know, them to take a close, closer look and to help us push forward with getting answers to that. Carolyn Bryant needs to answer to her role and involvement. And if she did, as we know, was involved, she, need to be, she needs to be held accountable for it. And, you know, I, I'm realistic as well. You know, I don't think that they would be locking her up, you know, taking her to jail, but at least charge her, you know, with the appropriate charges. And so I think that they involve her culpability and uh, her being an accomplice to the kidnapping and the murder of Emmett Lewis Till. More MIP after this message. You mentioned Moe's right. It was in his home from where they came to take Emmett from. They took him from his home, correct? Yes, they did. At that hour. And he's, he, he described a woman that was with them, obviously. Um, someone would have had to point out who Emmett was to be taken. You mentioned there was an arrest warrant for her at one time. When was that? And what was, do we know what that charge was? You know, I don't, I'm trying to get my hands on the, on that warrant. Uh, but it was arrest for the, you know, at the time when, when Emmett was, uh, kidnapped, um, you know, the community was pretty much up in arms you know, just like everybody else. Right. And until the NAACP became involved, they sort of tightened in their their uh, supremacy reigns, their white supremacy reigns, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I, I believe just like our country does today, we protect white women. And white, uh, certainly Carolyn Bryant was being protected back then. There's more information that's going to be coming out that I'm not, um, I don't have the luxury of, 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 talking about that now because I do want the investigation to take place. And so I do know that the information that was presented in 2000, between 2004, 2006, I believe um, they have the evidence that's needed to, um, to bring charges against Carolyn Bryant Donham. So I think all of that is, is in play or should be in play. Um, but I don't I don't have the specific information about that warrant and I'm trying to get my hands on it. A lot of the you know, some of the transcripts of the original trial um, weren't readily available. I believe they had to recreate some of those transcripts. Um, you know, Mississippi still has a stain. Uh, there's a stain. Emmett Till is a stain on Mississippi. And um, if they could just move beyond Emmett. I think a lot of people there would feel very good about moving forward with their tourism efforts, with their efforts for parks and things like that. But we have to hold out on uh, making sure that justice prevails in this case, right. that truth, accountability and justice prevails. We are determined to do that. And so I want to make sure that I'm speaking specifically and more accurately about about these items. And so I'm hoping that, you know, we get um, more clarity around um, from the from the officials in Mississippi and then also about that warrant. We definitely are looking into that. Yeah, um, that, that's interesting. And and so, I, yeah, I think we need to know <laughs> really what that what that warrant is. You mentioned this being a stain on Mississippi. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's why it's incumbent upon us as a people, as a movement uh, to be sure that Mississippi um, remains um, 
uh, isolated and 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 stained um in that regard um and doesn't get away with this just being something that is swept under the rug if mississippi wants to rehabilitate his image and be as you said they want to do these parks and things and make it some type of an, an attractive place uh mississippi ought not be able to do that unless this case is resolved that has to happen correct yes yes that's my opinion you know i i and there are a lot of people talking about res you know moving forward reconciliation um and i'm all for um all those things i've worked you know with different organizations corporations and others on on uh merging you know conflict and making sure that we resolve conflict this is not one of those things you know this is a 14 year old boy that was kidnapped and murdered brutally um and it it's 66 year old case and so that stain is 66 years old and it should not go away and my issue also is who's to call for a reconciliation if anybody's going to start reconciling you know it should be upon the 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 victims you know our families and some of our families i'm just going to say this you know and i understand where they are they have moved on in age they are tired of this this has been traumatic for all of us yeah and so i think they may be more interested in you know this, this is done let's just let's just move forward and i'm all interested in those things too when it's at the right time but i've made promises to both uh, mamie till mobley to Emmett, to Simeon Wright, who are pushing for justice as well, that we would continue. And also, you know, it's upon us as, as it relates to our ancestors and all of those bodies that were dumped in Tallahatchie River, all of those lynchings that occurred in Mississippi. Emmett's just one of them. And so if we can get this right, this one thing right with Emmett, I think we have a chance to move closer towards reconciliation and right. closer towards healing. And so I'm, I'm hopeful for that. I'm an optimist, but I'm also uh, justice seeking. And it is upon, I think my, I'm going to take it upon myself. If I'm the only one standing on that mountain or pushing that mountain, uh, that, that thing forward, that's what I'll do. And I promised my relatives that I would. Um, so that's where I'm at. And I appreciate the opportunity because, and I think it does take, it's take more than my voice, you know, and I wish this had quite the, uh, the attractiveness that some of the other cases have that would garner the, the the support. And I know we've tried with our Justice for Emmett Till campaign a year ago when things were just so silent and quiet about the case, you know, to ask our celebrities and others and other people all across the country, even yourself, to wear this, this T-shirt, this Justice for Emmett Till T-shirt. That was our small way mm -hmm. of saying, we need to move this forward. So we're trying with the petition with the campaign. And I'm hoping that the country's not satisfied with what they've heard. And I hope they join us in pushing forward uh, with justice for Emmett. We're also too working on bills. So we, you know, we, we're not just settling with, with this. We're working on bills to empower families of victims. There's 151 cases that are on that cold case list. So you're talking some traumatized, some generational trauma and traumatized families that are still trying to deal with the death of their loved ones that have not been solved. Um, and then you you have this through line to today with Ahmaud Arbery, Brianna Taylor, uh, Philando Castile, 
uh, Dante Wright, George Floyd. Um, so we're continuing to even work with some of those families as well, particularly in the epicenter here in Minnesota, where I'm at. Uh, we're, we're working on that and we're hopeful that those cases will have some victories. But we are not going to rest. And I hope the country will join us in standing in solidarity around how we move forward with uh, pushing for this this justice for Emmett Till. Indeed. So that is that is very, very important. Let people know how they can support, please, Deborah Watts, the Emmett Till Legacy Foundation. Yes. Well, we are, you know, they can follow us on Twitter, <laughs> um, Facebook and Instagram. We're at Emmett Till on uh, Twitter, Emmett Till Legacy Foundation on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we have a petition that they can sign if they want to push forward with this justice uh, journey that we're on. Uh, they can text Emmett, the, the name Emmett, uh, E-M-M-E-T-T -T, to 243 725 and they'll access the petition. Um, they can follow us, as I said before. Um, and then also we are, you know, we are still trying to move forward with some of our programs. You know, we are going to be recognizing about 15 women um, soon that uh, exemplifies similar courage that Mamie Till Mobley did. So the legacy of Emmett and Mamie are something we're continuing to support. So we'd love to have people join us uh, in our virtual um, award ceremony that's going to take place on the 18th of December. And uh, we're uh, hoping that we can we can have an attractive, um, well-spoken, um, <laughs> woke um, MC. Uh, to to join us to help uh, bring some sort of honor to these women who have had similar courage to to Mamie Till Mobley. Well, um, let me uh, let me thank you for joining us, folks. Uh, EmmettillLegacyFoundation.com. This is not over. Um, we cannot surrender. We must seek justice uh, for Emmett Till and all others that have come since him. We cannot stop this. We can't stop. We won't stop. EmmettillLegacyFoundation.com. Deborah Watts, God bless you. And as always, thank you for your vigilance and, and, and keeping this, keeping the spirit of our ancestor Emmett Till alive. Thank you. Thank you. And I, just can I remind you also of the HR 55 that um, Congressman Bobby Rush, the anti-lynching law that's yeah. out there. So please uh, support that as well. That is on the books right now. And I believe they're, they're marking that up actually today, I heard. So let's, let's make sure HR 55 passes as well. So we don't have any more Emmett Tills, but thank you so much. I'm so grateful for this, uh, for your time and, and this opportunity. This is one. I do want to say one more thing now that you, now that you mentioned that, because just yeah. this folks, I want everybody to think about this for a minute to even if and we know this didn't happen. We know this child did not harass this woman. But let's apply that to today. Even if she claims that's what happened, whatever he said or did, whistled, whatever. He did whistle. He did whistle. I do want. He did whistle. To make sure that he did actually whistle. My cousins, uh, Wheeler Parker and Simeon Wright, have attested to that, that he did whistle. Yes. Okay. That's if all. <laughs> if he in fact whistled, but do, but they they testify we know he whistled at her, or was he just whistling? They have they have um, reported that they that they witnessed that, 
That's been in all of their interviews. That's in their books that they're writing. They have uh, identified that in our documentary, Who Killed Emmett Till, and in the untold story of Emmett Lewis Till as well. So he did whistle. So so here's my thing. Um, there, There's anti-lynching legislation that's never been passed. So if we even apply what she's saying, where he did this, and we don't hold her accountable uh, for pointing him out and, and being culpable or even being an accomplice, what that says to me is then people, anybody else in this Me Too moment, let's say this is like a Me Too thing, right? Can't well, then let's go Lynch, uh, Mario Cuomo, uh, Chris Cuomo. Let's hmm. go any man who's committed sexual right. Let's go Lynch Bill Clinton. Let's go Lynch Bill Cosby. I mean, if that's what we're doing, that is not the response. People, if anyone's be held accountable, why would Emmett be held in that regard and lynched and other folk? So I just want people to understand that context. If this were uh, uh, applied across the board, we'd be out here today lynching Mario Cuomo and his brother. So I just want people to, <laughs> and we're not going to do that because we don't do that because, you know, we don't want to lynch people and they white. Can't lynch them. But uh, but a black teenager lost his life, and I'll be honest with you, I I don't, I I if you if you lie about one thing, you lie about a whole lot of stuff, and there is nothing that he could have done in 1955. Um, how old was Emmett again in 1955? Fourteen. He yeah. just turned fourteen. Uh fourteen. I, I just don't see a fourteen-year-old doing rising to the level of what she is saying one and whatever he did um at whatever level it was and we know it was not at a high level i mean the folks say he whistled all right i i mean i i guess you know that is what it is but that should not result in someone's death that's right uh, or, or someone's lynching but that but but emmett till also is a continuum of the American chronology because there were Emmett Till's before Emmett Till's. You looked at a white woman, you were lynched and castrated. Um, and, and James Cone wrote about that. He told, you know, he talked about the cross and the lynching tree and how they're synonymous. Um, so I just wanted to, I, I meant to say that earlier, but I just wanted to say that uh, folks, folks think about that, that um, <laughs> if we would apply the standard that was applied to Emmett Till, um, everybody who's been charged, uh, um, uh, Matt Lauer had to lynch him. Today's show, we'd be lynching a whole lot of people, and we clearly aren't doing that. So there, there has to be uh, some justice and accountability. Um, and I would presume that if she's writing a book, I can only presume and on this for the fact if she's writing a book entitled "More Than a Wolf Whistle." See, to me that. See, if I were her people and her lawyers, I'd be like, what do you mean leave that alone? Because then you're saying that this was a justifiable thing, That's which right. further makes you comp culpable, That's uh, right. Carolyn Bryant. So, um, That's right. yeah, I'm sorry. She's, she's, she's the Karen. You know, I, I've been telling people, you know, they're talking about Karens and I'm the, this is the original Karen. It's yes. Carolyn. And so Ooh. when we pull in that historical context, it's not really historical context. It's it's happening, still happening today. She weaponized, you know, she she used her voice and that lie uh, just as 
it's been done today. Um, and there was a reaction to it. And, and Emmett had to pay the price, you know, for her um, her accusation that he grabbed her and made sexual advances towards her. There was no time for that to occur. But he did whistle. That shouldn't be a death sentence. So I, I think we, you know, there's not much of a difference from 1955 to today. And this Me Too movement, as, as you said, you know, we need people thinking about what, how we need to stand now, you know, in solidarity as we move this forward, because this can happen again. When has there ever been a white woman held uh, responsible for a black boy man's death? I don't believe we have many of those examples in our country. We right now have, uh, unfortunately, Dante Wright's um, killing that occurred in Minnesota with Kim uh, Potter being held um, accountable, the police that, that shot her, that um, yelled taser, taser, but then actually shot him, her gun. Uh, you know, that's yet to be seen where that case is going to be. I uh, know the Wright family. They're hopeful. You know, Ahmaud Arbery, you know, that was a lynching, you know, as well. And had we had H.R. 55 passed or anti-lynching law passed, it would be no question about uh, whether, you know, there was any guilt at that time. So it is, it's, it's upon us. We have these things to do, everybody. We have, you know, to get that bill passed, H.R. 55. We have the George Floyd policing and those demands. We have also to get Carolyn Bryant, have an indictment for Carolyn Bryant with her culpability and uh, her being you know, held accountable for, for Emmett's murder. And then we need to also stand all for those other stolen lives and impacted families. You know, we have not we don't have a lot of support when the cameras are gone, you know, so uh, but we gr we're grateful for the cameras. But when the cameras are gone, there's a lot of, of, of pain and suffering and and loss. And so I'm just grateful for this opportunity. We're going to stand uh, in our our area of, of power, you know, and move this thing forward, uh, standing on the shoulders of our ancestors. The past is not past until justice prevails. And so that's my hope and my prayer. We say this more and more when someone dies, folks, rest in power. This is resting in power, using our power to yes. be sure that Emmett Till rests in peace and power. Uh, and continuing to seek justice. Deborah Watts, cousin of Emmett Till, Emmett Till Legacy Foundation.com. Thanks again, Deborah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.